Welcome back to the 10th episode of Rare. Hey Ashley, what happens when you look in the mirror? You see yourself. That's right, you see a reflection of yourself. And what happens when you reflect the number 10? You get one. Yeah, you do. <laughs> and that's sure a long explanation of letting you know that we're talking about solo games today. Had to make it interesting for episode 10. Woo! Woo! Episode 10! <laughs> so join us as we talk about games that you can play by yourself. Enough of the details. Let's roll the dice and get this episode started. Fun fact, I actually did buy a solo game just for this episode. You should be proud. I'm very proud. There's there's a game I wanted to buy that's solo, but it's hard to get a hold of, but turns out you had it anyway, so it's okay. Hey. <laughs> I mean, we'll talk about it. Yeah. But there's an app, and the app is essentially, you know, the same thing. The, the game, so. yeah. But yeah, I am actually had a chance to play the game before we recorded this episode. It's pretty, it goes pretty quick. It's pretty fun. Yeah. And again, we'll talk about it. Yeah. Um, shortly. Yeah. But what's, Ashley, what's new with you? Uh, new with me? Uh, well, our house is a... Sorry, hang on a second. <laughs> Martha! <laughs> Jason's getting her wet food, and she just let out the biggest meow. Like, she was kind of fine, but it's, like, almost time for her medicine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, so she gets really excited when it's time for her wet food. Oh, Martha. <laughs> She's so excited. Yesterday, I think, was her official adoption day from, like, five years ago. Aw. Happy got you day, Martha. So she got two wet foods yesterday. <laughs> nice. Uh, so what's new with me? Uh, our house is an absolute wreck because we are in the process of buying a house. Yay! <laughs> it's, it's pretty exciting because we've been renting for like five years. So we are totally ready to actually get into our own house. <laughs> I'm excited to see it. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're very excited for it, and we're just you know waiting for the rest of the process to continue on, and hopefully be in before the end of the year. Fingers crossed. <laughs> nice. What about you, Ricky? Uh, nothing really. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we did buy some more. We did buy some games the other day. Yeah. Um, we got. An expansion for Clank, which I will definitely end up talking about because that game is fantastic. Um, oh, yeah. I got the solo game that I will be talking about. We got um, Time Stories uh, Revolution. Revelation? Oh, the... I think it's Revolution. Is that like, so, a standalone like I've, one? I think I talked about Time Stories before, but uh -huh. this is kind of like a new version of it it's not really like a 
second edition. Mm-hmm. It's like a new game, but it plays very similarly to Time Stories, but it's a little bit different. Okay, so it has roughly the same like mechanics, but it's a different thing. Yes, and it's like it's its own, it's its own standalone, but like there's different expansions for it, mm-hmm. and each expansion is kind of like its own like game mm-hmm. instead of like having a base game and then adding on expansions. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, what else did we get? I know we came home with four things. <laughs> Say, Clank, solo game, time stories. Oh, and unlock Star Wars. Oh, one of the like the the room like escape room yeah, type the, games where it's just like the deck of cards. Like everything is just a deck of cards. Yeah. But it's Star Wars theme. Oh, that's fun. That's fun. Yeah. So some of those things we've talked about before, some things we haven't, but we will talk about. Yeah, eventually. (laughs) I vote for deck builders. If anybody agrees with me, let us know. (laughs) Deck builders is very much their own category. All right, like we said, we are going to be talking about games you can play by yourself, especially in the current times where you might need to re-isolate yourself, mm-hmm. you might not have many people to play with, but you can always play with yourself. <laughs> with a lovely tabletop game. Yeah. Um... So, my first game that we already kind of hinted at mm-hmm. was Oniram, second edition. It is it is one to two players, um, but I would probably recommend it playing solo. Mm-hmm. It's 15 minutes, roughly. Uh, publisher is Z-Man Games, and the designer is Shady Torby. Um, Oniram is actually part of universe of games called the Oniverse. Um, I don't know all the games. I know one of the other ones is called like Sylveon or something. Oh, okay. Like I didn't. All, I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a couple of them, and they're all like the one to two player games. Ah. Um, I don't know how the other ones played. I've never played any of the other ones. Um, but I do know. Oniram. Um, Oniram is a game where the it does come with um, expansions, but the base game itself is you're trying to collect doors because the whole the theme of it is kind of like nightmares, and you're trying to like get out of like the dream world, and you're trying to find like the way out. So you're trying to unlock doors, but there are nightmare cards that will um, hinder you. Mm -hmm. So there are 12 doors all together that you have to find. There's three, there's four different colors and there's three of each color. So you got three red, three blue, three green, and three tan. I would say yellow, but it's definitely more of a tan color. Yeah, I would say it's, it's tan. It's not really yellow. (laughs) Well, typically your, your four main colors are red green blue and yellow but they decided to go tan for this one for whatever reason (laughs) um but uh so how you get doors is there's um key cards 
that you have in your hand and the key cards can help you um, unlock the doors. Um, you have a ha hand of five and some of them have like suns in the corner, some have moons, keys, and some of them have like spirals. I know that spirals actually have like a name other than spirals. <laughs> can't think of what it is off the top of my head, so it's spirals. It's just the spirals. And you can unlock the keys by with you can unlock the doors with the key cards, mm -hmm. but you can also unlock doors by getting like three colors next to each other. But when you're playing cards, you can't play the same symbol on the same symbol. So you can't have like a sun, sun, and a moon. It has to be sun, moon, sun, mm -hmm. or sun, moon, key, or moon spiral sun or some combination of the different symbols but you can't put the same one on top of each other when you get three cards of the same color you can unlock up so you kind of like dig through your deck pull mm -hmm. out the a color of that you just did the door and then you shuffle up your deck so what happens when you draw a nightmare card is you kind of put it off to the side and what the nightmare does is you either have to discard a key card, discard your hand, or discard the top five cards off the deck. Mm -hmm. And if you run out of the deck before you find all the key or all the doors, you lose. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of like um, it's kind of like a deck management in a way. Mm -hmm. Like you're trying to like get out the stuff that you need quickly before you run out of the cards. Mm -hmm. And I think there's ten nightmares in the whole deck. Yeah. Cause and, like, there are ways of, like, discarding nightmares and, like, getting them out. Mm-hmm. But, um... It's, it's, it's kind of easy to pick up, but it's one of those games that's a little bit harder to win until you get, like, a feel for how it plays. Yeah, because um, I've played it on the app, because that's how, I like, I found out about it was... Um, I think I had found a thread about like board games that are apps and that was one of them. And I had been looking for like a good kind of solitary type game. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I did pick it up pretty quick, but I would, I was losing really, really constantly. I kept running out of the deck. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. A lot of the strategy is knowing when, to discard like your whole hand or discarding the top five cards mm -hmm. like obviously like get, discarding the top five cards you're going through your cards pretty quickly mm -hmm. but there are instances where you like might only have like two or three cards in your hand mm -hmm. when you draw a nightmare card mm -hmm. because you've already like discarded some things mm -hmm. so it might be better to discard your hand mm -hmm. rather than the top five cards because you're discarding less cards yeah um, another thing to think about, um, I think the discard pile is open, so you can, like, constantly, like, look at it, and, um, there's so many, like, red sun cards, and so many red moon cards, and so many red key cards, so you can almost, like, card count mm -hmm. to see, like, like, oh, I still need two red doors, maybe I shouldn't discard all these red cards, because I still need those. So it's kind of, like, Paying attention to what you've already discarded, what you still need, what's in your hand, 
um, what you could potentially be discarding at the top five cards. Um, mm-hmm. The key cards are really like helpful, but sometimes discarding a key card might help you like keep your deck fuller. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing to get rid of a nightmare card is to discard a door card. And that just goes back into the deck. Mm -hmm. So that is also an option. And it sounds kind of counterproductive, but again, it keeps you from discarding cards. Mm -hmm. So you're just kind of like just putting it back into the deck and you just have to get it back out. So there's a lot of different strategies that can go into it. Mm -hmm. Um, It is a fun game. Like I said, you can play it two people. Uh, We've tried it before. I definitely think it plays better solitary. Mm Mm-hmm. And like we just said, there is the app version of it. Yeah. The app does have a couple expansions that you can buy for it that mm-hmm. do um, add new elements, can change it up a little bit if mm-hmm. you are familiar, once you get familiar with the base game. Mm-hmm. So there is a lot of replay value to it. Yeah. And it, it's just fun to try to, you know, get all those doors. Like, it It definitely bums me out every time I lose. <laughs> Yeah, but it is when like, because I actually replayed it last night, um, just to get a quick refresher of it, Mm -hmm. and I was one door away from winning, and I ran out of the deck. yeah, I've I've been there before, because I do I do like that one a lot. Like if I had the physical copy of it, I'd probably pull it out pretty frequently because I'd imagine it's relatively easy setup, easy tear down. It's a pretty quick time frame. Yeah. It's it's a really I mean, nice. It's only cards, so it's mm-hmm. not like you're having to get out like all these tokens and mm-hmm. all these like little pieces. It's just a deck of cards. Yeah. Essentially. So it is very quick to get out and really quick to put away. But that's Onirim. Nice. I I always want to call it Onirim. <laughs> you probably it, I th- I think there could be, and considering the fact that it is the Oniverse, maybe it is. Maybe it is. Yeah, because I've only it's, ever seen it's it. It's one like, of those games printed. where like the pronunciation could probably go a couple different ways. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, in kind of a similar style, sort of a little bit, I'm gonna talk about Okie Dokie, because it's Okey-dokey. all Okie Dokie. Um, the game is designed by Hisashi Hayashi. I think I said that right. <laughs> um, and then it is published by TMG. Okay. Um, but Okie Dokie is, I feel like the box art is a lot more innocent than like what the game is. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. the, the, the box a quick art. Side note. Yeah. Is the publisher the one with, like, the little dragon? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's a little yeah. dragon. Like, I can't remember what the TMG stands for, but it is no, the one I with know the little dragon. I know a couple games by them. I just... Yeah. I don't remember <laughs> which one specifically. <laughs> but the um the, the box art is, is very... It's just, like, a bunch of animals playing in a band. And so it's like, oh, that's really cute. And then you play the game, and it's like okay, this is kind of hard, but it's hard in, like, a good way. So Mm -hmm. the way the game works is that you have five colors, and each of those colors is, um, has 
numbers one through eight. And then each row will have two zeros, which are the resets. And so the way the game works is you need to clear the deck and place down all the numbers and use all the resets. And it sounds easier than what it is. Oh, it always it always <laughs> sounds easier than what it is. Yeah. Um so each color needs to stay in its own row. So the colors are red, orange, green, blue, and purple. So purple stays with purple, green stays with green, no mixing of the colors. Mm-hmm. The other problem is that the numbers can only go sequentially. So if you start off with laying a three, you can't lay a one after it. Um, And then the other stipulation is that you can't go on to the next row until all the rows have the same cards in it. So if you have two cards in blue, then the other columns have to have at least one card in them. Um, and then another stipulation is that you must use the resets, but the resets cannot be in the same column. Okay. But otherwise, that that's how you play the game. Is that as it? It's a game that can play um, up to five people, so it's a one to five mm-hmm. player game. But I definitely prefer it single playerly. Um, As a single player, you have 10 cards in your hand, um, and you are still trying to go through the deck. Um, And it is only a deck of cards. Uh It, and it is, you know, it's obviously just a deck of cards, so it is pretty easy to, like, set up. But the only problem I found with it is that it, it takes up a decent amount of table space because you're having, the cards are, they're decently sized, so they are taking up, like, we have a 4 by 4 table that we generally use mm-hmm. for games, um, and it can take up almost the whole table. Okay. So, but I've, I really enjoy it when, you know, we don't have anything set up on the table or anything. I like to pull it out and just play a couple rounds, because it is a relatively short gameplay as well, probably um, solo-ly, probably about 15 minutes or so give or take Uh Um, and you can normally tell you're going to lose um, at a certain part so you can tear it down and restart before you like complete it because I do that well quite a bit because it's like well I'm not going to try to finish this out when my resets are going to wind up having to be in the same column that Uh like you can't do that so I'm just like well I might as well you know just tear it all down and restart over (laughs) so like if in like say the blue column or the blue row, mm-hmm. the reset is like the fifth card. Mm-hmm. No other row can have it in the fifth yes. spot. Yes. Yes. Okay. And then the resets, it does what it says. It resets it. So if you have like you're starting with three, and then you go like three, six, eight, then you can do the reset. So then you can start off with a lower number again makes sense yeah so and it does it is kind of like irritating because it's like you have to use the resets Mm -hmm. and but sometimes you're like well i have a one in like all of my numbers 
you know, or all of my colors, but you might need to play a reset right away in one of those. So it's, it is about managing the cards, kind of understanding how it's working. Um, when you play a reset, you can swap out the cards from your hand and draw new ones from the deck. Um, so you have a choice of doing zero, one, or two cards when you play a reset. And so um, if you do two, you take two cards from your hand, you put them at the bottom of the deck, and you draw back up. And I have played it with more people. I've played it with five people. I've played it with two people. So I played it with kind of a variety of people. It does still play well with more people. And it is cooperative, but you can't exactly tell people like what numbers you have. So I can't be like, oh, I have a green five. You can be like, I have a kind of high green card sort of thing. Whereas you can be like, I want to play the next green card. But that's that's kind of, that's why I like to play it solely because I can just, you know, decide and think what I want to play without. Instead of having to worry about other people. Yeah. Which, it, you know, it's, so it's like, it kind of adds like a mind element to it. Yeah. A little bit. Um, and there is a little card in the box that's like, hey, I won this game. So, <laughs> nice. so it is. But I've I've found it um, just really fun to play. And it is pretty quick. And when I have the time and the table space, I will pull it out and play a couple rounds of it. Because I do really enjoy it. I'm like, I want to play a tabletop game. And it's like, oh, this yeah. is perfect and so I pull it out and I play a couple rounds get really mad at myself (laughs) (laughs) like oh I knew I should have done that um but yeah that's that's okie dokie the cards are super cute it's animals playing instruments can't go wrong with that that's okie dokie okie dokie (laughs) all right I'll go ahead and talk about the solo game that you I played and got Ooh. just for you guys. <laughs> just kidding. It also sounded fun. So, um, it's called Proving Grounds. It is single player only. It plays thirty to forty-five minutes. It is published by Renegade Game Studios and designed by Kane Klinko. Oh. So Proving Grounds. It. It comes with, like, a training game, which is, like, the base game. Mm-hmm. And then it also comes with um, six expansions, mm-hmm. like, in the game. And it also comes with a 28-page, like, short story to oh. kind of go along with the game. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. So, from a writing standpoint... This story's okay. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, like, yeah, I mean, for it's a short story, so they kind of have to, like, rush through things. Oh, and, yeah. Like, I feel like they could have added so much more, but since it's just for a game, they, it, mm-hmm. it, they rushed it. Yeah. But <laughs> for the fact that they wrote a story for the game is awesome. So the, the, the story kind of, like, tells you a little bit of, like, what the game is about mm-hmm. because like you're essentially like um a girl warrior and you're trying to fight off um 
there's six bad guys around you and you're trying to fight them off. And um, the story explains, like, why you are fighting off, like, six people at a time. Mm. But to win, you have to fight off eight people total. So, like, once you knock somebody out, you draw a card and put them in that place. So, like, every time you knock somebody out, it gets refilled. Oh. So that's how you end up getting eight people. Jeez. And then you you lose if you get knocked out. So okay. either kill eight people or you to win or you lose by getting knocked out yourself. Okay. Um so uh the board it it actually kind of comes with a small board mm-hmm. and it they kind of it's two halves because they it's a smaller box. It's not like super small, but it, it is a smaller box and okay. so they try to fit it all into the smaller box. Mm-hmm. So the board itself is two pieces that like kind of puzzles together. Okay, yeah. And then um it's kind of like a wheel shape and then there's like little dice numbers like 1 2 3 4 5 6 and and like the circle. Mm-hmm. And then you have like the bad guy deck and you like fill those spots. And it's a dice game, um, so it it can go pretty like the rounds themselves go pr- pretty quick, and it they want you to download like the companion app. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to, you just need a timer for like one minute. Okay. Um, because each round is a minute. Yeah. So what you do in the round is you take your dice, and it will set you up and tell you how many dice you need, mm-hmm. and you and you roll. And they're six-sided dice, so it's one through six. And anytime you get a set, which is, like, multiples of, like, the same number, Mm -hmm. or you get singles, Mm -hmm. which is just, you know, a single of a single number, Mm -hmm. um, you can re-roll sets, but you cannot re-roll singles. Okay. I gotcha. So, like, say you just have a six. You cannot re-roll that. But if you roll a, like, say you have three ones and mm-hmm. you re-roll it mm-hmm. and you end up with a six mm-hmm. and you realize you don't really want sixes, now mm-hmm. that you have, like, two sixes, mm-hmm. you can re-roll them. Okay. So if you have any, so if you have, like, two threes, you can re-roll the threes. Right. And so on. Okay. All right. Um, and then, like, how you defeat the bad guys is, like, on their cards, some of them have, like, special, like, abilities, like, there's, like, one guy that if you fight him with a single, you actually, like, go down two spots instead of one spot, because they, they got, like, a little track on the side of the card, mm-hmm. like, there's a starting point, and if you beat them, you go up, and if you lose against them, you go down. Okay. And so, like, the, that one guy, if you if you f- try to fight him with a single, you go down two times instead of just one time. Oh. And then, like, um, some of them, to move up, it will maybe say, like, two plus. So what that means is, say, if this person was in slot two, mm-hmm. you would have to have at least two twos to be able to beat him and move the track up. Okay. And then some of them have, like, a color on them because you do have some colored dice. Mm -hmm. Most of them are white, but some of them are colored. And so maybe it will say two plus blue. So that means you have to have at least a blue in your set to be able to move up. Oh, jeez. 
So, like, there's just, like, these tiny little things. Mm -hmm. And uh, so you beat the guy, you beat them by, if you make it all the way up to the top of their track. Mm -hmm. And then at the bottom of the card is, like, a wound, like, spot. So if you go down to the wound, you, you know, take damage, you have to exhaust a die, and some other things. So there's, like, a... It sounds complicated, but it's really not once you, like, kind of, like, see it in front of you mm-hmm. and you play a couple rounds. Yeah. I do think I did do a couple things wrong when I played the first time. <laughs> yeah. But I was learning it. Yeah. Um, I ended up winning. I don't know if what I messed up would have affected that or not. Mm. But, again, I was just learning the game. Yeah. Um, but it, it was actually pretty fun. Like, um, like that... 60 seconds sometimes it just it feels like it's like five seconds when you're rolling because you're like (laughs) roll and you're trying to like group your dice together Uh like oh do i want to like re-roll these or do i want to keep them because sometimes you'll get exactly what you need to defeat somebody but then you realize like oh but if i don't defeat this guy i'm gonna take a wound so then you want to try to like shift your dice to like that guy but mm-hmm. you might have to re-roll the set that you want to keep so you're like trying to strategize and roll your all of your dice in 60 seconds <laughs> <laughs> so like my heart was pumping yeah <laughs> so i i actually really liked it um the expansions that come with it kind of just add a little bits of things like um there's one where it's a dial that you put in front of it and it acts as like a, like you're o- you can only attack the person that's directly in front of you instead mm-hmm. of being able to attack all of them mm-hmm. like at the same time, and then like you can't attack the person that's behind you. Mm-hmm. So like you'll always like win. You could not necessarily always, but mm-hmm. you'll like win against one person, but always lose against somebody else. Yeah. So it adds like that, and then there's like shields that add to it and um there's like a dragon die that you can add that does certain things which actually comes in play in the story if you read it so it's i actually really really liked it um i'll i'll probably be getting it out again soon um the more i play it then i might play like the expansions and stuff but yeah i want to definitely get down the base game first (laughs) moving on to those (laughs) yeah it's uh just a fun little single player game Mm -hmm. and the story like i said it was rushed but it was neat it was um definitely interesting to kind of get like the backstory on into the game so yeah that's proving grounds okay well in kind of the same vein uh i'm gonna talk about fuse because it's also designed by Kane Klenko and uh, published by Renegade Games. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> um, so Fuse is a, it's a cooperative one to five player game, but it's also a game with a timer. So it does run for about 10 minutes. Um, but I, I really, really like Fuse. It runs, I think, fantastically for you know, the one to five people and you can make it, you can kind of change the difficulty too. 
um, infuse is you are trying to defuse a bomb. Um, and it is a, it is a, another dice rolling game. Um, and you have a deck of cards and um, you have like a river of cards that are out and then you have two in front of you and the deck consists of pretty much all the cards you need to get through. And if I remember right, you just can't have the deck. Like, you can have them in the river, but if your deck is depleted, then you've won. I know we don't win very often. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, I've i played um, the single player once or twice, um, and it, it it's just um, the single player kind of takes out, you know, a certain number of cards. Um, mm-hmm. So it's it's nothing... Like and it it's all dependent on the number of players and kind of what difficulty you're going for is how many cards you have in the deck, um, and then what you do is you have these cards in front of you that have all these wild looking symbols on them, and then you have a bag of dice and the dice are all colored and the dice all have numbers one through six on them, and then what you do is you will take the dice out of the bag so in a solo game you would draw three dice um and so you draw three dice you roll those dice and you have to use all of the dice if you don't use all of the dice then you roll whatever dice are not used and that number and that color have to go back into the bag Mm -hmm. so it's like it kind of reverses any progress that you have done already Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and then there are special cards in the deck that um i think they're called like fuse cards and they'll probably have like a i think a number on them or a color um and it those those dice go back into the bag as well but that card just kind of gets thrown off to the side so it's kind of you know good but also bad like it helps get rid of the cards in the deck but it also takes dice away from Mm -hmm. your cards some of the cards are more difficult than others um some require stacking some require doing stuff in a certain order or like doing a little bit of math on it yeah i think don't they have like numbers in the corner and like the higher the number the harder it is yeah so it goes uh, the i think the easiest ones are ones and then i think it goes up to six i want to say and there are like fewer of those and i think the rules say that you can take those out if you don't feel comfortable running those cards basically Mm -hmm. um but and I mean this this game is fantastic at one player and it's fantastic for multiple players and it doesn't yeah, I it, think we've mostly played it with two people yeah and it's it's still hard it is we've even played it on the like the easiest level and it's hard <laughs> it's 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 really a time management so you got to be pretty quick on like passing the bag but you know solo player you don't have to worry about that it's just you're the only one with the bag um, yeah, and it doesn't take I up. Might actually... Go ahead. Oh, Sorry. I was gonna say it doesn't take up a ton of table space, which is really nice, and it is a pretty easy setup and tear down because it is just dice and a deck of cards. Mm-hmm. So you just pull out whatever cards you're not playing with, and you're pretty good to go there. 
Yeah, I think I might actually try it solo just because you don't have to worry about other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, because sometimes, you know, because, like, with two people, I think you pull out four dice and you have yeah. to each use, like, two. Mm-hmm. Which is really hard because sometimes, like, you need three and they only need one. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then, like... Because they can't use, because you can't use the three, mm-hmm. and they can't use the second one. Mm-hmm. You roll it, and then you end up getting rid of some dice. Yeah, potentially, so. you get rid of the the one die you wanted to keep, or something like that. Yeah. And it, yeah, when you start getting into the more people, you know, if you play with five people, you roll five dice, and so all the dice have to get used, each one by a different person. So like one person can't mm-hmm. take two dice. So if somebody's like, I specifically need a black one, and there aren't even any black dice, you know, one of those die ha- winds up getting re-rolled. So right. you don't want to necessarily put yourself into one of those corners, but sometimes it does happen. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, that's that's Fuse. I highly recommend that. That's a game that gets used quite a bit, um, whether we take it to places or we want to play it at home you know very simply but it is it's it's a very good I think all-around game and it is fairly easy to pick up but because it is a fairly fast-paced game it's not everybody's cup of tea (laughs) right because it is exactly 10 minutes it is Um, there's a timer that you have like Again, you can download the Renegade app, which mm-hmm. has the timer on there, or, you know, just set a timer for 10 minutes, mm-hmm. but it is exactly 10 minutes. Yeah. But it might as set up, but... Yeah. I I do like using the Renegade timer because um, there's a little sassy computer voice that's like, yeah, there is. what are you guys doing? Come on, diffuse it. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, that's, that's Fuse. Okay. Um, I'll just go ahead and get another renegade game out there. It's called Kitty Paw. It's one to four players, 15 to 30 minutes, designed by Asa Chen, and like I said, published by Renegade Game Studios. Um, so Kitty Paw is actually a dexterity game. Um, you, is that the one where you like stack the boxes? Um, so there's like little hexagon pieces, and they're like little kitty cats. <laughs> um, and they're super cute and super adorable. Um, some of them are like singles, so they're kind of small, and then some of them are doubles. But um, basically, what you do is you get a card. And it has a certain setup on it, and what you're trying to do is recreate that as quickly as possible with the um, cats that are available. And there are box cards. This one, obviously, like, since it's a timed game and you're trying to do it as fast as you can, Mm -hmm. um, playing with other people, you're playing for points and whoever gets to like a certain amount of points first wins Mm -hmm. or uh wins so many cards first or something like that yeah so if you play it by yourself it's more so 
kind of just like a personal best kind of thing. Like how many cards can you do? I gotcha. Um, I think it's fun though. I really like, in a way it's kind of a puzzle game because you're trying to figure out how the pieces go together because you do Mm -hmm. have to stack some of them a little bit or like tuck them behind each other sometimes. Mm -hmm. So it's really just a test of how quickly and how accurately you can complete the cards Mm -hmm. and doing it by yourself i think it's fun just because i like dexterity and puzzle things so i mean maybe it's more of a personal thing um but it is super cute it is super fast and i mean there's not much to it i mean that's pretty much it like i I found this game, we went to a board game convention, mm-hmm. um, I tested it out, I won the first game. <laughs> okay. Please take my money. Yes, yes. Those are always great ones where you're just like, yes, I understand it. Please let me get this. <laughs> and it, it's it's pretty cheap. I think it was like $15 maybe. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, a lot of people don't like playing this game with me just because I do typically win. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty fast because I do play a lot of puzzle games, Mm -hmm. but it, it, it is fun. And there is also like a rule where, um, you can play it one handed instead of two handed. Okay. So you can only pick things up with one hand and you can only place them with one hand. Um, so sometimes I'll do that. But it's, I like it. And I just, like I said, I like um, puzzles. So yeah. I, I don't mind it one player, but okay. you can play it with more people. All right. Yeah. Kitty pal. Kitty pal. Um, well, I do have a few more games to talk about. I they they are all games that I have talked about already at some point. Um, and one of those is Chronicles of Crime. You know, it's published by Lucky Duck Games. Um, and it's designed by David uh, Cicerell, I think is how it's pronounced. Um, I still really like the game. It's the setup is not at all terrible, but it's another one of those games that it kind of winds up taking up a whole like four by four table just because Mm -hmm. of the boards and everything. But um, you, you have to use the app to play it, but it I think it lends itself more to a single player game than a multiple player kind of thing because it's, you know, a co-op game. And it just involves kind of everybody talking about, you know, where they think is the best option to go to next or who to talk to next. Because it tends to be kind of a murder mystery kind of game or, you know, somebody's been kidnapped kind of game. Um, but I still think it's it's just a really, really good game to, you know, if you want a kind of mystery type game it's a great one to play solely um you know the i don't think the app has voices which is a little bit disappointing i think that would 
take it up a couple notches for me if the app had um, voice actors for everything, but I totally get why they didn't do that. Um, But that uh, Chronicles of Crime is still kind of a like number one game for me overall. It's a great single player game to, you know, get your murder mystery kind of thing out there too. But yeah, it's a little throwback to Chronicles of Crime because I just really, really love that game. And it's a great solo game. <laughs> yeah, boy. All right. Uh, my next next game is One Deck Dungeon. It's one to two players, 30 to 45 minutes. Designer is Chris uh, Sizlick, maybe. <laughs> uh, publisher is... Um, as Modi games. Uh, so One Deck Dungeon, there is a physical game, but there's also an app. Um, the physical copy, I've played it, um, mostly two player. Um, but the app, I've played single, and Mm -hmm. I maybe kind of cheat a little (laughs) bit (laughs) on the app because. You can play it single player, and by single player, you only play with one hero, and two players, you play it with two heroes, but on the app, I'll play it by myself, but with two heroes, so technically I'm playing two player, but solo, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, the main difference between uh, single and uh, double is the hero abilities. So, like, you're, when you play it by yourself and you're playing on the solo hero side, um, you're, you have a little bit more skills and your ability is a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Where if you play it with, like, the two players and you're playing on the two-player side, your skills are, you have a little less skills and your ability is still roughly the same, but a little bit different and a little bit less powerful just mm-hmm. because you're also relying on somebody else as well. Okay. So it kind of balances out instead of just having two like OP characters, if that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I I um, get it. Yeah. <laughs> so basically what you do is you set up the the deck and you pick a boss monster and um you explore, and by exploring, you put four cards out, and um, when you explore, you flip one over, and it will either be, like, a monster card or a trap card. Okay. And it will have little boxes with numbers in them, and the boxes will be, like, different colors, and depending on what boss you're fighting, they might add, like, specific things to specific, like, types of cards. Uh-huh. And what you do is you roll dice, and your dice are equal to your skills. So you have yellow swords, um, blue feet, and like, or no, pink feet and blue <laughs> magic. Oh, so okay. like the feet is like um, your agility, and the swords are like your strength. Yeah. And then your magic is magic, and so you have different colored dice depending on um, what your skills are. Um, so if I had like two swords and a pink foot like I would get to roll two yellow dice and one pink die 
and then you can include your ability and you'd roll and try to um, beat the card by filling in the boxes. So like the boxes will maybe have like a, a pink two and a yellow four. So that means you have to fill it in with at least a pink two and a yellow four or higher. Uh, okay. um, there, are, there are also black die, mm-hmm. which are kind of like um, wilds. Mm-hmm. So they can be any color, but you still have to follow like the number on in the box. Um, you can get those through special abilities. Um, there are some um, other abilities that will let you pick it. Um, you can actually level up in the game. So when you defeat a card, you can either take it as, um, you can either take the ability on it, you can take the experience on it, or you can take the item from it. So, um, and how you determine that is like they're at the bottom of the card and you kind of tuck them in however you want to take them and hide them underneath. So let, let's say you don't have any magic and you can get magic from this card. You would tuck it kind of behind your character card and it would extend like your abilities mm-hmm. to show that, you know, you can now roll a blue die. Okay. Um, you can take the experience from it, which the experience is usually like two to four. Um, and you start off as level one. And once you get like so much experience, you go to level two, then level three and level four. Four is the highest. Once you do that, you just get, like, an extra extra potion for every time you level up. Um, so when you level up, you get a potion, and then you automatically get a black die to roll every time that you explore someplace. And then once you level up again, you get two. Um, and then there's, like, um, abilities that you can do, which will be, like, um, you can re-roll all ones and twos. Mm-hmm. You can trade in, like, a pink die for two yellow die you can um trade in a blue two to get a blue five like there's just a bunch of different abilities that you can do that help you like manipulate the dice to complete the cards okay that's fine Um, yeah and then there's a time element to it so every time you like explore or add dice or, or add cards um you're depleting the deck, and once you get to the bottom of the deck, there's a staircase, and um, you can try to keep going, but um, for every time you have to draw a card that you and you can't, you take a wound. So basically, once you get to the stairs, you kind of want to descend, which means you're going farther into the dungeon, mm-hmm. and then that next part of the dungeon is a little bit harder. And then you try to, you go through there until you get to the stairs and then you descend again. Mm-hmm. And then eventually you get to the boss. Ooh. And the boss is always super hard. <laughs> There's so many dice that you need to have. But typically by the time you get to the boss, hopefully you've gained some more um, skills and gotten some extra black dice to take with you to help you defeat it. Um, and... There's boxes on the boss card. Some of them have, like, little skulls in them. Yeah. And if you can cover a box with a skull in it, that's one damage to the boss. Oh. each boss has, like, a health number, and once Mm -hmm. you hit that number, you win. (laughs) So, it's a dungeon crawl deck game. 
How fun! So, yeah, like I said, uh, you can play it solo. I play it solo most of the time on the app, and but I cheat a little and do two players instead of just one player. <laughs> you just play both of them yourself. <laughs> yep. You but cheat. it can play... <laughs> Uh, there is a physical version. You can play it by yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, there is also an expansion called Forest of the Shadows. Um, what that does is it adds more cards. It's kind of like a standalone, or you can mix it in with the base deck. It adds more like foresty monsters and traps to it, um, but it also adds a poison aspect to it which um, you can take poison damage instead of just regular damage. Mm-hmm. Um, and the poison can, like, the more poison you have, the worse it is for you. So you kind of want to try to get rid of the poison pretty quickly. Yeah. But it's I really like that game. Um, I play the app rather often. Um, there is um, a campaign mode. So... Typically, like, if you play the game, you know, that's it. You can just keep playing it. Um, The campaign mode, um, you actually get, like, so much experience points if you for playing the game and or defeating the boss. So if you defeat the boss, obviously you're going to get more experience than just, like, if you played and lost. Mm -hmm. But then you can take those points and add them onto, like, a campaign card, and you'd fill in, like, blank spots. And once you filled in, like, all the spots next to something, Mm -hmm. you permanently get that ability every time you play. Oh. So, like, your character is essentially, like, getting stronger and learning more things that you can apply to the game and play. And then the um, bosses are also like leveled so there's some that are easier and some that are harder so you might want to level up a little bit before you start playing against the harder bosses Mm -hmm. so it's just a fun like little one deck dungeon (laughs) (laughs) well i have uh you know another game that i have talked about before um but they did officially come out with um a solo mode um because it is normally a two to four player game and that is the harry potter hogwarts battle um and it's designed by the forest prusen creative uh cammy mandel and andrew wolf and it is published by the op and so yeah the op came out with um a solo mode for the game um and what it what it does um is it you just play the very last year of the game um and then voldemort gets a random protector um but every villain must be defeated before voldemort can be confronted um And then some of the spells are removed from the villain deck. So it's like, because some of those spells can affect like multiple players. So those ones are removed. Um, And there's, there's just a couple of like little rules. Like you can actually save up influence. Um, Normally you can't. (laughs) But so like it adds different little elements that does 
allows you to play it solely because the game is not normally set up for that. Um, but if you just, you know, Google Harry Potter Hogwarts Battle solo mode, you should be able to find those rules pretty easily. If you already have the game, I'm not saying it, you know, it is the perfect solo game, but if it is one that you already have on your shel shelf, the solo mode would be a lot of fun to try to take on if, you know, nobody else is wanting to play the game. Um, the setup can be a little bit messy, but if you're, you know, playing as all the years, you just smush all of the decks together. <laughs> Um, I see Mishimel together, and you take out a couple cards here and there as the rules state. Um, but otherwise, the setup would be fairly simple. Um, and teardown might be a little bit more of a pain, especially if you are keeping everything separated for the years. Um, and it does take up, you know, a decent amount of table space. And I just mentioned the table space because, you know, playing a solo game, you you don't necessarily want to break out, like, an entire game board to play a game. And I think, because there are a lot of games that allow for solo mode um, that I didn't necessarily care to talk about because, for me, the setup for them and the table space was not worth pulling it out for a solo game. If that makes sense, because that's kind of a big deal for me is I don't want to set up a whole game that I would normally set up for a whole group of people. And it's just me like that's just too much setup for a solo game. Right. Like a lot of the times if there's an app version of the game, I like to get it just for the fact that I can play those solo very easily because mm -hmm. there's no like worrying about like, taking up space or having to put it away if you have to stop in the middle yeah and you can you can play most apps single player because you can play against ai if it does require you know multiple at least players two or more yeah because so like pretty much any app you can play solo yeah because like jason really likes the um Oh, what's it called? Evolution. Jason likes to play Evolution on the app. I think it does cost a little bit for the app, but it is like a full-on board game and you can like pass it around. I think you can play like online too, or you can play against AI as like a, um, a campaign mode more or less. Um, mm -hmm. And that, that one's really, really nice to play on the app because you don't have to take out any of the pieces. You don't have to take out any of the cards. Um, but there is so, still something nice about, like, a tactile game to have and to play. Uh, oh, shoot. <laughs> it's kind of my turn, isn't it? <laughs> isn't it? I, I, I think <laughs> you were still talking about your game and I interrupted about apps was, i'm sorry was i or no i mean i got another game i can talk about it's fine <laughs> um so this game i haven't necessarily played solo but you can play solo i just mm -hmm. really love this game so i'm gonna talk about it <laughs> i'm breaking i'm breaking the rules um so this game is called cartographers this game is fantastic. I love this game. 
It can play one to a hundred people. Wow. Only because there's a hundred sheets in the box. (laughs) So it's like if you print off more sheets, you could play with more people. (laughs) Yeah. You are only limited to the number of sheets you have. (laughs) Um, It's 30 to 45 minutes. It's designed by uh, Jordi Adan and is published by Thunderworks Games. Um. I haven't talked about role player yet. Emphasis on yet. <laughs> but it is part of the role player universe. Um, so the artwork and a lot of like the elements to it are very similar to what you'll find in role player. Um, but cartographers is essentially that. You're making maps. Um, so the game plays over four seasons. So it starts off with spring and ends with winter. Mm-hmm. Um, there are certain cards that are like uh, what you're trying to, like your goals for that season. Mm-hmm. So there's A, B, C, and D. So spring, uh, you'll get points if you get the cards that are in A and B. Mm-hmm. Summer is B, C. Fall is uh, C, D. And then winter is D, A. So you'll end up scoring for all of them, but in different seasons. Okay. Um, so on the cards, you'll uh, draw a card, and it will have um, essentially a Tetris block on it. Mm-hmm. And um, a terrain type on it. And on your sheet of paper is just a, a big square. I, I don't know the exact, like dimensions of it yeah Um, but essentially um say you got you know that little l shape piece and it's a water terrain so you would go on your map you would draw an l shape however many you know say it's a two by three l and then you would put water in it um the game comes with pencils, so you would just kind of block it out and draw, like, little squigglies in it for water. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they're coming out with an expansion, and what we actually did was we bought some cheap um, colored pencils mm-hmm. and then put those in our box. So, you know, if you're doing water, you can just fill it in blue instead of actually have to drawing out the little squiggles. So you can do it by color oh. instead of just by, yeah, like, shapes. Yeah, that's nice. Um... And then I, I personally, because it, it's me, I made like little tiny stamps. And so if once we get some ink, you can just stamp the things on there mm-hmm. instead of having to like draw everything out. Mm-hmm. But that's completely optional. That's just <laughs> me. Um, so you can do it by color. And essentially what you're trying to do is just um, use the blocks in the terrain to as much to your advantage to get the most points. At the end of the game. Um, there's uh, water terrain, fields, uh, villages, um, forests, and then um, there's like a, a monster terrain. So when a monster, when you draw a monster or an ambush card, um, it's purple. Mm-hmm. And what you actually have to do is, if you're playing with other people, you typically like pass it. Like there, it either has like a counterclockwise or a clockwise like circle on it, mm-hmm. and you pass it in that direction, and the person has to fill in the monsters for you. 
Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like they're trying to like throw a disadvantage onto your map. Um, and single player, you you know, you don't pass the card because um, I don't think you pass the card, but I think you have to rotate your map mm-hmm. in the direction that it has. And then like most of the blocks you can like shift or flip and rotate however you want. But in single player mode, like however the block is, is mm-hmm. exactly how you have to put it onto your map. But you okay. can put it like anywhere that it will fit. Yeah. If you can't if you can't fit a block somewhere because you've like filled in a lot of your space, mm-hmm. you have to fill in like a one by one block of whatever terrain, you know, you want. Yeah. Um so for for multiplayer, essentially whoever has the most points at the end of the game wins. Mhm. For single player, there's points on like the cards that you get points from and so what you do at the end of the game is you add the points up on those cards and then add your points up and then you win or lose depending on like how your points add up to the game points Mm -hmm. and then there's like a little like chart in the game box like if you get like these many points yeah, you win. You did a really good job. These many points, like, you won, but, mm-hmm. you know, you could do better. Or, you know, you won, but, you, you know, it's not that great. Or, like, dude, you lost. You're, like, absolutely <laughs> terrible. So bad. Why did you play this? <laughs> yeah. Try again. Do better. <laughs> try harder next time. So the single player, I think, like, I haven't played it single player yet. But mm-hmm. I plan on doing it just because I love yeah. these games like so much. <laughs> it sounds like and a lot of fun. Just trying to get it, it's it really is <laughs> like, and what I like about the role player universe is it's almost like a game mm-hmm. for setting up for like a RPG. Mm-hmm. Like I almost feel like you could play this cartographer's game, take the map that you end up creating and using it for an RPG. Yeah, I and think like that 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 just seems kind of like what it is like designed around to use your creations in an actual game. And if if kind of like you're not really sure what to do and you can't think of like, you know, how to make a map off the top of your head, you're like, oh, shoot, I don't know, like where mountains go. It's kind of like a a random generator, but you've kind of done it with input from yourself too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's why. Like, it's like if you're stuck and you just don't know what to do, mm-hmm. make a game out of it. Yeah, people did it for you. <laughs> just buy the game. Yeah. Um, role player is along the same lines, but um, you're actually like making characters. So that one is like a game of making characters and then you can pull those stats that you end up creating and mm-hmm. make an actual character out of it. It's just <laughs> a game instead of like, you know, going through the book step mm-hmm. by step. Like, how do you make a character? Yeah. What do I have to do next? <laughs> what stats should I do? Should I yeah. roll for my stats? Should I do this for my stats? <laughs> like, just play the game. Just play the game. There you go. And have fun doing it. 
Um, so I won't go into a lot of detail about role player, but since they're from the same universe, I'm just going to go ahead and talk about it a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah. Um, so role player, like I said, you're rolling dice and creating a character. There's a lot of stuff into it, which I will talk more about like when I actually talk about this game, but the single player, um, is kind of the same thing. Like instead of just playing against other people. Mm -hmm. It's just however many points you have at the end of the game, you put it against, like, the chart that they have, and Mm -hmm. depending on where you fall on that chart depends on if you won well, won okay, (laughs) or just failed. Yeah. (laughs) But I will definitely talk about roleplayer because it is another really fun game. Um, It's also made, obviously, by Thunderwork Games, Mm -hmm. um, one to four players. It, that one does run longer just because a turn does consist of a lot of things, and then you have to wait for, like, the other players to do all those same things on their turn. Yeah. But it's fun. But yeah, cartographers. Get it, because it's great. <laughs> <laughs> um. So the last game I'm going to talk about, I have not played the single player of it, I've actually only played the demo of it, but I enjoyed it so, so much, and I really, really, really want to get it someday. I just haven't gotten around to getting it, Um, but it is called Patchwork Doodle. It's designed by, I'm going to butcher how you say this, uh, U, it's U-W-E. Um, <gasps> Rosenberg. Patrick has a new game coming out. <laughs> and it's uh published by Lookout Games. <gasps> but it's if you've ever played Patchwork, it is which I've never played Patchwork. Oh I've, my god, I love um, Patchwork so much. So yeah, Patchwork Doodle is kind of like a it's a roll and write version of Patchwork. And you can play it with oh one to god. six players. Um, oh my god! So it's it's I'm a geeking out over here. Yeah, it's it's a deck of cards, and it's got like little Tetris pieces on it, and then you have like a little paper with squares on it. And so everybody starts off with one of the starting cards, um, where you kind of scribble in those squares that you're using, and it'll look like kind of like a Tetris piece. And then the game goes by like cards getting put into a circle. And then, like, a little uh, token starts at one of the cards, and then somebody rolls the dice, and the token moves that many. And then that's the card that everybody has to kind of scribble in on their little um, sheet. And you want to color in as many squares as possible, because the more squares you fill in, the more points you get. So all you need is, you know, the little sheet, the cards, and... Any sort of writing utensil, you can use a pencil, you can use a pen, you can use a crown, marker, colored pencil, like whatever you want to use. So if you want to like actually kind of make a funky quilt for like each time you color in squares, you can use like different colors or like you can make it as funky as you want. And I just thoroughly enjoyed it. I think the game is only like... 20 bucks i haven't played the single player but i'd have to imagine it's just you only have like so many cards and you know you want to get 
the best score possible sort of thing. I would imagine that's how it works. Um, but I had a blast playing it and it was it was really fun. So it works with a lot of people and I'm sure it'd work fantastically solo. Squee! But yeah. Actually, um, I will talk about Patchwork eventually in the future, and the only reason I haven't yet is because it's two-player only, Mm -hmm. and we haven't done that yet, we will eventually, (laughs) and I will talk about it then, and I just love that game so much. Yeah, because I haven't, I only, I got to, you know, demo out this Patchwork Doodle game, and I really, really enjoyed it, and I really do want to play Patchwork someday, but it is, you know, specifically a two-player game, so... there is an app, so you could get it and play it by yourself against an AI character. Oh, okay. So that's good. Because, yeah, I did. If you if you like quilts, if you like Tetris, if you like roll and write kind of games, then Patrick Noodle would probably be up your alley. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. Patchwork is actually um, one of those games where it's like part of a series of games and all the games kind of play similarly but there mm-hmm. are different elements to it mm-hmm. but I will talk about that in the future. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Patrick Doodle. All right. Um so I've already talked about the next couple games so I'm just going to like touch on them really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um but they do have solo modes that you can play that mm-hmm. play slightly differently than like the main game yeah so um sagrada if you remember it's one of my top games that we talked about in episode one <laughs> so it long is ago a dice game <laughs> um it you're making um um stained glass windows essentially with the dice mm-hmm. it's very pretty um there is an app for it Um, The solo mode, how it plays differently than the regular game, is the tool cards that you use that help you, like, manipulate the dice when you're trying to fill in your board Mm -hmm. um, have dice colors on them, which you typically ignore for multiplayer. But for single player, instead of using favor tokens, um, you have to spend dice to be able to use the, the tools. Um... And then it's it's another one of those things where you're playing against the game instead of other players. So when you're filling up the round track, because there's only 10 rounds always in Sagrada, um, the dice that you put on the round track, at the end of the game you add all those up and your score has to be that number to be able to win. If mm-hmm. you don't beat it, you lose. I have yet to beat it in solo mode. It's really hard. <laughs> um, because sometimes, basically in solo mode, you kind of want to use all the higher numbers in your board so you're not putting like a bunch of fives and sixes at the t- in like, the, the round track because that adds up really quickly. <laughs> but sometimes you really do need those like lower numbered dice and so you're forced to put the higher ones up in the track. And, like, it just... It's so hard. Because um, you're also then trying to, like, still score, you know, the public objectives and your private objectives and all that. Mm-hmm. But you're limiting yourself, 
basically because you're you're trying to keep the numbers in the the track low, mm-hmm. but sometimes you need it. So um, that one's super fun. I I have played it um, by myself solo. It's hard. The app is always nice because it takes care of everything for you. But the only issue that I have with um, dice app games is the algorithms because you can never know if you can fully trust the algorithms mm, yeah sometimes it just feels like they're always against you mm-hmm. um so you're i think playing i like the app i really do i will continue playing the app but there's just something about actually rolling the dice in person mm-hmm. for that game feels yeah. a little bit more fair yeah. it's still completely like luck yeah um Another game that has a solo mode that I also talked about is Valeria Card Kingdoms, another one of my favorite games from the first episode. Mm -hmm. Um, It's another one where the gameplay is essentially the same, but you you pull some cards for like the king, so you're essentially like fighting the king or the kingdom in a way. Um, And at the end of the game, like you add your points up and you have to beat you know mm-hmm. the however the game wants you to add up points and you have to beat like a certain score to have won the game mm-hmm. so like all these games um they do have a solo mode but you're playing against the the game itself instead of other players yeah but they are fun to play solo um another game that i've mentioned mansions of madness plays solo um, the only real difference between that and playing with other people is you having to play all the people by yourself <laughs> instead of having people to like discuss things with. Mm-hmm. Um, but that game is also fantastic. Um, I would always recommend Mansions of Madness whenever possible. <laughs> um, whether you play it by yourself or with other people, since the second edition, the app does handle most of the like harder things for you. It would be, there's a lot of pieces that you have to pull out for that game, but not nearly as much as if you have, like, first edition, which yeah. I don't even know if you can play first edition by yourself. I um, don't think second so. Edition, like, it's easy because of the app dealing most of, like, the, the bad stuff for you. Yeah. So you don't have to keep it as, keep track of as much <laughs> stuff. Yeah. But, whew. Single player games. There's so many games that you can play by yourself mm-hmm. or, you know, even if it's not a single player game, if there's an app for it, you can play by yourself mm-hmm. against like people online or mm-hmm. you can play um, against um, computer players mm-hmm. and like board games are so much fun even by yourself. Yes, 100%. Moral of the story. <laughs> board games are always fun. <laughs> Exactly. Even when they're not, they're still fun. They're still fun. Always fun. <laughs> All right. So I think that will kind of wrap us up for solo games today. Um, I know this was kind of a requested episode. Somebody wanted us to do some solo games. So I hope that we hit at least some things that you wanted us to talk about. <laughs> 
and that we encouraged you that playing games by yourself is okay. It you is. do not have to always have other people to play games yeah. with when you really just want to pull out a game and play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I know a you know a big function of board games is that social aspect, but you can still play games by yourself. And I mean, like, it is kind of silly, but uh, I recommend kind of you know when things do open back up maybe go out to eat by yourself or go see a movie by yourself it is a vastly different experience but it doesn't mean it is a bad experience so doing right. stuff by yourself is always okay sometimes you just got to do you yeah and that's just doing things by yourself sometimes <laughs> Well, that'll wrap us up for this week. What did you learn recently, Ricky? Well, I just learned that Patchwork is getting a solo game. That's exciting. <laughs> well, you know. And it sounds like it plays similar to Cartographers, so Patchwork plus Cartographers equals win. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, That's what I learned today. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> What did you learn today? Um, well, I learned that, do you know, um, like, flying squirrels? Yes. Are native to southern Ohio. Huh. I didn't know they were native. I thought they were, like, a, like, by the equator kind of animal, but it turns out that they are native to Ohio, so I found that very interesting. I'm not sure if I've ever really seen a flying squirrel, but if it's Southern Ohio, that makes sense. Yeah, so. yeah. Southern Ohio. I found that really fascinating. Huh. That is interesting. <laughs> the more you know. Yeah. Well, if you liked our podcast today or would like to request a podcast, please let us know by going to Uncontrollably Fine on Facebook. Or uncontrol fine on Twitter. That's U N C T R L fine on Twitter. We always love to hear from you guys, so hit us up and we'll see you in the next episode. Yeah! Bye! Bye! <laughs>